Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Just James! It is your host, James. And I have my beautiful plant, Thomas, with me, my co-host, the sexiest boy in the world. I gave his, like, I don't know what it's called, like around, what is this, like trunks, if you want to call it that. He had all these, like, old leaves and stuff that, these, like, shoots that are coming up. So I've cleaned them all out. And he really does look good now. He looks really, really good. I said in my last podcast that my building currently has scaffolding that's literally wrapped around the whole building. They are doing some renovations to the building and just repairing it. I live in an extremely old building, so it's over 100 years old. The nice thing about living in such an old building is that the flats are really solid, well-built flats, so I don't hear my neighbors ever. My neighbors never hear me. It's really quiet in my building. But because it is quite an elderly building, you know, it maybe needs a little fresh paint, a little renovation as such, and uh, they're busy doing that. So I had closed all my curtains around my entire flat, and I was like, I don't want the builders to look in. They don't need to see what's going on in here. You know, I, I also don't want them sort of like casing the joint. And also, I work from home, I live from home, and they can pretty much see what I'm doing all day. So I, I've got netting over my windows, which helps like my other neighbors from seeing in. But I suppose if you're right outside the window, you, you're certainly going to be able to see in. So I was like, stuff that, closing my windows. And I put all my plants on my windowsills so they could at least get some sunshine. Otherwise, it would be really dark in here. And I did it for about two and a half days. And I felt I was so unproductive. I didn't feel like I was getting any work done. I just, your brain sort of goes, oh, it's Sunday, lie on the couch. Oh, it's Sunday, lie on the couch. So I wasn't, I just found myself really unproductive and I didn't like that at all. And then I bumped into my neighbor. My neighbor was heading out, going somewhere and asked me if I could keep their huskies for his girlfriend who was coming in a little bit later, which I was like, absolutely fine. And when she came to fetch her keys, she's like, oh, did you know that they're here until September? I mean, now it's like you know, early Feb, I was like, stuff that idea for a bad joke, opened up the curtains, you know, let him, I'm just going to live my normal life, you know, if worst case scenario, if I can see they're working outside my flat, in particular, I'll close the curtains, but to, now that the scaffolders are finished and they've gone, they seem to have started on the other side of the building, so I'm sure when they get to my side, sure, I'll close my curtains but for now I just I just need to live my life I need sunshine I can't function like honestly productively in the day without having light coming in and from the moment I opened those curtains again I I don't know if it's just like a mental thing but I literally felt immediately more productive so I'm just going to carry on with my life done and dusted it's done and I had that IPL treatment on my face last week and I, my skin looks amazing. It is absolutely glowing. I have to do it again in six weeks' time, and then six weeks' time after that, and then I should have absolutely zero sun damage on my skin. I'm very excited. So I'm working really, really hard on getting my skin gorgeous. I'm losing some weight. I'm gymming. 
I am honestly feeling so good for myself. I've lost 15 centimeters on my tummy. I've lost 10 centimeters on my legs. I just feel good. My Pilates instructor this morning, I was, you know, proudly being like, I've lost so much weight. And uh, she said to me that when I first started Pilates, I huffed and puffed so loudly through the classes. And I don't deny how unfit I was. And she says, now I'm sort of keeping up and I'm, I'm able to do, you know, when you go, she goes, beginner step, this one, medium step. She goes, I can see you trying the medium step and a lot of stuff. So she's like, I can see you definitely working really hard at your Pilates. So I'm really proud of myself. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to keep it up. And I've got a family holiday in, in April. We're going to Centre Parks for my future sister-in-law's uh, birthday. So that's sort of like the goal, get like get, get to where I want to be by April. So I'm really excited, loving it so much. Uh, but a lot of like it's school holidays at the moment in the UK, it's, I think it's like a um, half term, they call it here. So the kids have got a week off. And um, some <laughs> one of my listeners uh, texted me, oh, not texted me, she DM me on my Instagram, which is just James Podcast. And she's like, James, I need fucking staycation ideas. I'm going insane. She goes, I know you don't have kids, but please, the podcast breaks the week up for me. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Give me some staycation ideas because I'm going to murder these small people. And I found it hilariously funny. So I will certainly give you some ideas and things that you can do while you're staying at home. And I would say you can sort of do a foodie travel around the world from your kitchen. You know, you can sort of do like different themes every day, every meal, sort of do a different theme. You can get the kids involved, improve your cooking skills and sort of like infusions of food. And you can get the whole family involved, you know, do, do a different lunch, do a different dinner. You can do a different breakfast if you really had the inspiration to do so and sort of like let the smells and the tastes and the check and the textures sort of take you to exotic places far away. You guys could do virtual tours. You could even look at the at the pyramids virtually or the Amazonian rivers. You can do virtual tours of anywhere around the world. There's, I'm sure there's some art galleries you can do virtual tours of as well and sort of like set your screen up so that get your favorite drink and sort of like everybody do a really cool virtual tour together. You can get the kids to do an indoor picnic as well. You know, it's fun and relaxing. You could do a little, um, I can't think of the word. You could do a tent in the in the living room and um, everybody can sort of like relax in the living room and sort of get some nice fresh ingredients and some like strawberries and a blanket and, you know, maybe watch a nice movie together or share like stories together. If you have like a portable grill and you're not going to burn your house down, you could do like a barbecue style uh, I would always say do that maybe in the backyard rather than the lounge though, but entirely up to you. Um, you can create like an indoor oasis. You could put like a little hammock up and tropical plants and then like have your little picnic around that. You could have a little spa day together as well and, you know, do little face masks. You could sort of put some relaxing music on, essential oils, sit on the sofa, do a face mask and sort of like do mani-pedis um, and sort of like things like that, which would be really good. If you're sort of like an outdoorsy staycation sort of person, I would say camping's a good idea. It's a little bit cold and it's certainly rainy in the UK for the rest of this week. But if you're in an area that has, you know, that's got beautiful stars in the sky, 
I would certainly say like stargazing is a great one or do a back backyard movie night if you want. Again, if you're in London, I'm so sorry, it is pouring with rain until at least Sunday. But you could go hiking, you know, you can rent a cool Airbnb for the weekend or sort of like have breakfast in bed or a movie night at home. You can take an online art course. You can find loads of those on YouTube as well, which is cheap, uh, cheap, which is free. And then you guys can all sort of like paint something together. Um, you know, if you can rent an RV and go for a little like local trip around. You can do a family game night is a good one. You could do scavenger hunts. You could grill in the backyard. You can have pizza nights. A lot of my ideas will be like food-based because for me the idea of a staycation is to just like eat gorgeous food and just like relax and like get out of work mode. And for me that includes like cooking and baking and like like doing those sort of fun things. That's for me, I see as great sort of things. But I mean you could always do like road trips as well, go for bike rides around the local area. If you could read a good book together, you guys could each read a chapter with one another. Um, you could do things like yoga or indoor sport. Um, you know, you can have a cocktail night or a mocktail night as well. And, um, you know, I know it's a little bit too cold now in winter, but you could do kayaking or sort of like outdoor paddle boarding or fishing, uh, or go to the local beach or glamping, but those, you might want to keep those for maybe the summer break, but, um, you know, if you're, I, I'm certainly not one for the cold outdoors and like doing things when it's freezing, but it could be ideas that you could maybe like consider for, for other times of the year as well, do DIY projects together. So I hope that's some ideas that will help you. I watched, I think everybody's talking about this this week. There's two shows I watched. I watched Inventing, is it Inventing? Inventing Anna, which is about a German... It's, uh, um, oh, where was she originally from? Um, I want to say she was Russian, but I know I don't. I think I might be wrong. She and then she moved to Germany as a child, and then she went to the UK and did an internship, and then she moved to the States, and she convinced all these fancy socialites that she um, was a wealthy girl that uh, that had like really wealthy parents, and she was going to inherit sixty million dollars when she turned 26 and she tried to build this like social club it is such a good i watched the whole thing in one night on friday night every single episode i watched it from beginning to end um and then i sort of researched the actual real person that the story is behind it is i'm not going to say too much because i don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it but if you're looking for a really good like watch on netflix it is it was such a good show and it's the young girl ruth from ozark she did an impeccable job. She did an amazing job with the character. Um, and if you watch her interview with um, Jimmy Fallon, she talks about how she created the accent. And it was actually, when I heard the accent in the show, I thought it was really annoying. And I thought she, she hadn't done the accent, ju the accent justice. And then when she broke it down on Jimmy Kimmel to why she, Jimmy Fallon, what am I talking about? Not Jimmy Kimmel. She did on Jimmy Fallon. She broke down how she created that accent. It's actually very clever the way she did it. And I, then I appreciated the accent so much more. But brilliant show, brilliant story. And you sort of go, I can't believe people got swindled by her. Like, how did they not see through it? And then I went into like the next swindler and watched the Tinder swindler. And my fucking goodness, God, you know, it's one of those things I'm sure in hindsight you go, 
that would never happen to me. Well, firstly, I'd probably never get the credit that those lovely girls got. But if you guys haven't seen it, it's a, it's a Netflix documentary, which um, is about a gentleman that swindled, as, as in the name says, uh, ladies from tw- Tinder. And it's, it's uh, again, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but basically is it, it talks about how this gentleman swindled money out of beautiful women and like women that are not in, in that don't come off as if they're unintelligent either. You know, they're, um, they seem like they're intelligent women. And the fact that he still absurdly made people believe that he was a billionaire son and sitting on like a dusty old dating app, it's just, beyond me that somebody would fall for it but again I wasn't in that that position you know I think I think if you were date believed you were dating somebody and they gave you the physical evidence that makes you go yes he's a billionaire yes he's this yes he's that I think it would be very easily to swindle you I think maybe potentially but you know the I think the the jaw-dropping reality is, is that, you know, I think um, he's a he's an absolute villain who got away with so much, and the fact that he is not convicted for these crimes is beyond me. I just I don't understand how nobody, with all the testimonial, with all the documentation, with all the proof, the photographs, the yachts, the helicopters, the 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 bonnet of sports cars, like. The the fact that there's so much evidence to what he's done and he's got away with fucking everything, it's beyond me. So, I mean, the only thing he was convicted for was the crime in, in Israel. He wasn't convicted for the crime with the ladies. And that, just for me, I'm sorry, this is going to be a huge, um, uh, oh, oh, my brain's blank. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's, I'm ruining it for you because I'm giving you all the facts here. So, but yeah, you know, it's just it's it's really difficult to believe that somebody would would let somebody hurt you that way. And I think for me I'm petrified of fucking dating apps. I won't go on them. I hate them. I've I've been on them a couple of times years ago. And I'm sure I've told this story on this podcast before, but if I haven't, if you've heard it before, like speed fast, speed past this, but um it must have been about nine years ago. I just moved to the UK. I was living with my dad at the time, and I had put myself on Tinder. I thought, you know, I'm new to the country. I want to meet people. Um, you know, I'll, I'll sort of put myself on. And I swiped, and I met up with a South African guy. Um, he's a real estate agent, which is irrelevant to the story. And we met in Hammersmith. Did we meet in Hammersmith? Yeah, we met in Hammersmith. Did we meet in Hammersmith? No, we met in Twickenham. And um, we met along the, the river, beautiful little um, pub, had a couple of drinks there and a couple of nibbles, and then we were going to go home. So we're on the way home, and he's like, why don't we have just like one for the road? I think it was quite obvious at this stage that we weren't like really into one another, but I sort of agreed to go for the one more drink. And we had taken like this windy little like back roads, like really dark, you know, sort of windy roads and found this other little pub on the river itself. So I stopped in there, had a drink and I was going to the bathroom. And in that stage, I was dumb 
and innocent and like, you know, you want to believe the best in people. And I needed to go to the ladies' bathroom. So I had my phone on the table upside down, you know, with the screen downwards. And I left my phone on the on the table and went to the bathroom. And it was like, oh, you know, it's like a sign of trust thing. I fucking don't even know why I did it. Anyway, when I came back from the bathroom, he then went to the bathroom. And I flipped my phone over. And I realized he had put the passcode in my phone wrong so many times that it had locked my phone. And in those days, you had like three chances and then you had to go like into the cell phone shop and have your phone like opened. You couldn't just unlock your phone. So it's not like now where you got facial recognition and all that. You didn't have that back in those days. But I had two phones. I had a work phone. So I picked up my work phone out of my handbag, which I, I had my handbag with me. And I phoned my dad to say I'm on my way home to give him, you know, the, the indication that I was on my way home. So when he got back to the table, he could hear I was on the phone with my dad and heard that I was going home. So he's like, oh, you've got two phones. And he looked really disappointed about it. And I went, yeah, I do. And I made the decision at the time. And I think, again, like naivety and like maybe I was just a little bit too soft back in those days. But I didn't say a word about him like locking my phone. I just left it. And I, in my back of my mind, I was like, I'm never going to see this wanker again. It's fucking done. So he walked me to the train. There was a little kiss of the train. Worst kiss I've ever had. But I think because I was so annoyed with him, I just wasn't physically attracted to him. And I was just like, well, why are you kissing me? We know there's no attraction. Anyway, done. I get home. Dad fetches me from the station. Life carries on. Well, a week later, I, in those days, was commuting into London back and forth for work. And uh, we've got this free paper in the UK, which is called the Daily Mail. Um, is it the Daily Mail? I can't remember. There's a newspaper. You pick it up free in the morning at the stations and you sort of swipe through it. You know, I sort of like read the paper while you're, while you're getting into work. Because, again, in those days, you didn't really have all the apps on your phone like you do now. So you read the paper as opposed to like reading it on your phone. Um, and there was a story in the paper about a guy who was dating girls and – uh, he would lock their phones so they couldn't call for help and like taking them under these dark alleyway pubs and stuff and then raping these girls. And I swear to God, it's the same guy. I swear to God, it's, it was him. And if I didn't have two phones, I would have been in so much trouble that night. But after that, I've never been on Tinder again. It's not my thing. I don't like dating apps. I don't like the judgment of it. I don't like looking at somebody's face and going, not you, not you, not you. I just, I find it mentally really difficult. I find it really draining to judge people on such a superficial thing. I would rather meet someone organically or be single for the next 20 years. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting on a dating app. So, um, yeah, it was. It's quite a hectic, quite quite a hectic thing. So I do kind of get being swindled by people on on Tinder, and like you know, there are bad people out there. Would I hand over somebody one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of fucking pounds? Absolutely not. You might not get a fiver out of me, to be fair. But I suppose, like I said, unless you're in that situation and you're in that position, how how can I say? But I do sit there going, dumbass, how, how did you get, how did you not see this dumbass, you know, like, so I suppose I have judged them a little bit. What I am judging, though, is I saw an article the other day that, and, and I've, I, you know, I don't follow the Kardashians. I'm not like, 
I'm not a I I've never watched the shows that they've done, you know, the Keep You Up with the Kardashians. I've never watched I've watched a couple of episodes, but I wouldn't be able to tell you what like the, the process of the shows. But it looks like she's removed her either her bum implants or she's had the filler dissolved or she's had liposuction to reduce the bottom. Like one of those because she's never really sort of been open to what she had done initially. Uh, this speculation to what she's had removed. But um, the thing is, is I think there's so many young girls out there that have gone and increased their, their body to, you know, to look like somebody famous, like Kim Kardashian. They've done the bum, you know, they'll, they'll have a nose job to look like a celebrity. They'll have like fillers or, 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 um, lip fillers or things to look like their favorite celebrities. And this is my biggest thing is that so many of these girls now have done this. The They've followed the queen of the curves to do something that she's done to herself where she's got the financial means to reverse it. And she can just be like, meh, done with this trend and start a different trend. For all we know, she's going to have a flat bottom next and that's going to be the next like go-to trend but all these young girls that have that follow these trends and follow the the but the changing of their physical appearance to, to appear like somebody else I think is absolute madness I think the fact because now half these girls are not going to have the funds to reverse or get the results that she would potentially have because she has the money to deal with any botched surgeries I just really worry about young people following trends. And I mean, yes, I'm one for, for doing stuff to my face. Yes, I've had breast surgery. Yes, I'll probably do it again. I'll probably more than likely do my boobs again in the next couple of years. 100%. Um, but that's for my personal body type. It's for me. It's for my uh, for my personal appearance. I don't go, oh, I want it to look like Kim Kardashian. Oh, I want it to look like blah, blah. I want it to look like blah, blah. This is like things I do for my own personal body and I'm not following a trend. And that's what I'm trying to sort of like get across is that like do things for yourself. I want us to like be confident and happy with the people that we are, not because we were like, oh my God, it's a fashion trend to have like a big bottom at the moment or whatever the case may be. I just want us to be like fabulous and happy and like be the best version of ourselves. And if that is what makes you happy, then fucking by all means go and do it. But then what happens when these trends end? What happens now when a trend like this ends and then you've done it because that is what's going to make you feel better? Do, would you still feel the same way in three years' time when the new trend is in place? Are you then going to follow a new trend is my biggest question. And I would love somebody to come on here and answer that because I think it's a very valid question. And I would love to get somebody's opinion on it. So if you have an opinion on this, by all means, share it with me. I'd love to know your opinion. Please send it to me. My 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 Instagram is just James Podcast, just underscore James underscore podcast. Please feel free to DM me on there. Have your say because I'd love the conversation. I honestly, honestly would. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. So <laughs> I am craving peanut butter cookies. I don't know what you know. You know what I've craved for two days, which makes absolutely no sense. Is chocolate covered Brazil nuts. I, I cannot stop thinking about chocolate-covered Brazil nuts. And do you think I can find them freaking anywhere? No, I might have to Amazon buy them, and they're like 15 pounds on Amazon, which seems really excessive for something I'll probably have two of. 
but I really want chocolate covered Brazil nuts. I don't know what it is. And then I wanted that and I was going, oh, well, what can I have alternatively? And I saw somebody with a peanut butter cookie. So I don't have peanut butter in my house. And and I went to Waitress today to, to get something. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to pay the price for Waitress butternut, uh, um, peanut butter. I'd rather just go to Sainsbury's. And then I forgot to go to Sainsbury's. So I still don't have peanut butter. But I had to look at the recipe and it's so freaking simple. It's 200 grams of peanut butter, crunchy or smooth. It's entirely up to you. It's 175 grams of caster sugar, uh, a quarter of a table uh, of a teaspoon of fine salt and one large egg. So you basically like cook the oven, you put the oven on at, at like at 180 degrees Celsius, um, 160 degrees if you go to fan oven or gas level four, which is what I've got. I've got gas. So and then with, you line two baking trays with baking parchment and then you mix the peanut butter the sugar, the, and the sugar into a bowl and then add the salt and then mix it really, really well with a wooden spoon and then add the egg and then mix it until it sort of like creates the dough. And then you break off like cherry tomato sized chunks of dough and place them sort of on your cookie trays. Space them apart on the tray because they're going to like spread themselves out. And then press the cookies down with the back of a fork or sort of like square them if you if you want. And then um, the cookies can now be frozen for up to two months if you if you want to keep them. You know, if you don't want to cook them all at the same time. Or And then you could cook from frozen and literally like take two minutes – of extra cooking time or if you want to make them all you bake for 12 minutes until they're golden brown and then you cool in a tray for 10 minutes and then transfer to wire rack and then you literally have cookies for like three days it is the simplest recipe in the world and i really want to make it but now i don't have bloody peanut butter so i need to go to the store and get peanut butter so i think i need to do that i think i think tonight i might just do I might be a bit Declan tonight and have like a macaroni, homemade macaroni cheese with some bacon in it. I think that's what I really feel like tonight. So I think that's what I'm going to make for, for, for dinner, really. That's, that's my, my dinner idea for tonight. But um, I, one of my listeners is a gentleman and uh, I've been talking about sort of like facial treatments and the stuff I've done and fillers and Botox and microneedling and, and you know the IPL and the fracks and all of that sort of stuff and he went well um, he goes I know you're a girl and um, you might not know the answer to this but I'm a boy who wants to sort of like start taking better care of my skin and he's trying to pursue a happier and healthier looking skin but he's really struggling he's like you know a macho man that's never put anything more than like water on his face before and he's like could you maybe give me some advice? So I was like, absolutely. Yes, I'm not a boy, but you know, your skin is your largest organ. It's the it, there's a key difference between men and women's skin. So men's skin is thicker than women's, and the basic elements on of an effective skincare plan still remain the same regardless of the skin type. So the first important thing for any boy to consider, and I call every man a boy. It's just what I say. I'm not trying to insult anybody. I find it endearing. I'm saying it because I think it's cute. Um, but if you want a man. So a man's, a, there's different skin types. You get sensitive skin, which it may sting and burn if you're using some products. You get normal skin, which is clear and it has no sensitivity. You've got dry skin and that will become like itchy and flaky or if it's rough. 
if you've got oily skin, it will be shiny and greasy. And if you've got combination skin, then it gets dry in some areas and oily in others. And we basically call that like a T-zone. So sometimes like your forehead and down your nose will get oily, but your cheeks will get dry. I've got combination skin, so I get that. So once you understand what your skin type is, if you go into any like store that sells expensive skincare products, they'll be able to help you answer that question. So if you go into like uh, an Ellie's or a Debenhams or something that, that has like skincare ranges, go and speak to the consultants there because they'll help you. They'll tell you which is the best skincare type for you. So if you're trying to develop like a new skincare routine, you've never done it before, what dermatologists recommend is consider product labels and ingredients. So skincare products you choose will depend on your skin type. If you're acne-prone skin, look for cleansers and moisturizers that say oil-free, um, that they won't clog your pores. If you've got sensitive skin, use like a mild fragrance-free product as products sort of a lot of products contain fragrances these days to sort of like make the skin, to make the product smell nicer. But it will leave your skin irritated and dry. But if the product says unscented, then, um, you know, those, then it sort of won't really mask any flavors, but, and that will probably not irritate your skin. So I always say wash your skin daily, uh, wash your face daily, and, and even after exercise as well, because a bar of soap, if you're using a bar of soap, it can create a lot of like harsh ingredients that dry the skin out. So use a, a, a facial cleanser and lukewarm water, not hot water on your skin. And then watch your shaving technique. So for, for some men, multi-bladed razors can work really well or shave too closely to the skin. And that sort of exposes like razor bumps and razor burn or ingrown hairs. And when you're washing your face consistently, especially when you're new to it, that can aggravate each other. So before you shave, wet the skin and hair, and then maybe like wash the skin before you then shave so that you're not having that sort of ag agitation, especially when it's a new technique or new um, routine that you're creating for yourself. And then one, while you're raising, sort of like use a moisturizing shaving cream or, you know, shave in the direction of the hair growth. You, you will know how to shave. I'm not going to tell you how to fucking shave. You're not going to do that. Um, and then always moisturize daily. So moisture works by trapping water into your skin and that helps reduce the appearance of fine lines and makes your skin look brighter and younger. So for the best results, apply moisturizer to your face and your body immediately after bathroom or showering or shaving. And while the skin is still damp, because then it really sucks in all that moisture and that's what you want. And then check your skin regularly. So new spots and moles that itch, bleed or change color are often really big warning signs of skin cancer. If you notice any sp suspicious spots, make an appointment to see a dermatologist. And sort of men over the age of 50 have a higher risk of developing melanomas. So, and that's the deadliest form of skin cancer. So, and they sort of generally populate you know they're generally populate on your face so when you um if you take really good good care of your skin it will really change the quality of your skin using a skin use a sunscreen whenever you're outdoors you know it helps prevent sun damage which leads to the wrinkles the age spots and even the skin cancer so i apply for me i apply factor 50 every single morning, regardless if I'm going out or outside or not, because you never know if you're going to go outside. So I always add it into my morning routine so that it's done. And then I, it's sort of like you can include your scalp, your ears, your neck, and your lips. But for the best protection, I would say like the minimum you should use is Sun Factor 30. 
uh, and reapply every two hours or immediately after swimming or sweating if you sort of really are outdoors for the day. And, you know, I try and protect my skin from the sun. I wear shades and sun, you know, um, hats and things like that. But um, trying to, like, protect your skin is the best thing to do. I normally do, like, an exfoliator maybe once or twice a week. Do a face mask once a week as well. It's really good for your skin. And I think anybody can do them. I love an egg mask. And what I do is I take an egg, I take the egg uh, white and I beat it up um, as, whisk it up as much as you possibly can because till it becomes like really, really foamy. And then I put that on my face, let it dry. And then once it's dry, I put another layer on and let it dry. And then I try and do it three times. But then after that, it gets really itchy and I can't do a fourth. But it makes it feel like your whole face is moving. And about two to three days later, your skin is so clear. It looks absolutely amazing. It is a, it's a cheap and cheerful, amazing homemade mask. It's a really, really great one. So I would highly, highly recommend that if you're looking for a really good mask. Um so yeah, hopefully that helps. Um, you know, if there's, I, I did say in last week's podcast, if you guys have any, any, you know, skin treatments or anything you want me to talk about, please do. And I really appreciate that um, a couple of you did ask me for stuff. So I will get to the others uh, over the next coming weeks. But I thought the boy's skincare was a good one. So I love that. I love that you wanted advice on that. So hopefully that will help you and give you some advice. And if you want to DM me, I'll give you some suggested products that you can maybe use over the counter ones you can get. And if you really want to go fancy and um, like medical grade, I can give you some advice on that as well. So let me know. This week I am following the funniest social media page. It's um, it's an Australian lady, and her TikTok is called Stace Book Space. So it's S T A C E B O K S B. ACE and she she's written a book which um is she obviously talks about that on her podcast quite um, on her podcast on her a TikTok quite a lot but she's trying to turn her husband into like a romantic book character and she keeps trying to ask him to do things like swoon across the room and uh, offer to sleep on the floor like a gentleman and it's just so funny because he really couldn't give a shit and it's a really really funny tiktoks of her trying to like turn her husband into um a romantic character in a book so it's really really funny <laughs> so if you're looking for just a fun little instagram um a lot of fun little tiktok page to follow that's a really nice one to to have a listen to um, I don't really have any good reviews for this week. I haven't really been anywhere, to be honest. But I do have a boozy Galentine's Day brunch booked on Saturday with the girls. Um, I'm still not drinking, so it's going to be a, a not boozy for me, but it's going to be fun watching all my girlfriends get really, really hammered and cry. So I love them to death. I'm joking. They're not going to cry. Um, so yeah, it should be lovely to do that. So maybe I'll have some reviews for you next week. Um, but guys, you know, either you're going to run your day or the day is going to run you. And I want us to run and rule the world this week. I hope everybody takes the week and just absolutely finds your inspiration because that's all I want for us this week. I want inspiration. I want happiness. I want us to just feel like we're ruling our own lives and our anxiety and depressions and fears are just disappearing this week that's what I really wish for everybody I hope everybody has a wonderful week and I'll see you again next week goodbye
They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.